There's no light in this closet. Well, my laptop screen, screen is bright, so. Alex. I'm fine. You're a, a little little orphan child under the mm-hmm. stairs. <laughs> Please, sir. That would be like a really interesting AU of Harry Potter where the Dursleys locked him in a closet and made him record podcasts. He was like a little <laughs> content, for, content farm for them or something. They were like, we're going to oh, make money right, off yeah. this kid. We're going to monetize is... this orphan we abuse. <laughs> Influencer Harry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. Oh my god, the internet's so much better in this closet. I should just move in here. (laughs) Don't know. I got an influence from this closet. All right. <laughs> okay. It's your, it's your home base. Um, cool. Hi, hi, everybody, and welcome to Across the Lunaverse, a Luna Lore podcast. I'm your host, Han. I'm Alex, and we have a special guest today. Hello. Introduce yourself. Hi. My name is Nora. Um, I'm a friend. I don't do anything interesting. That's it. Uh, you have a fucking incredible Twitter presence, and also, <laughs> you're you're one of the co-creators of of uh best sprawl campaign of all time, Space Case. Okay, that's true. <laughs> so I do things. Go. I do things. Um, N- Nora's actually the person who got me into Luna. Um, so I figured it was good to have her on the podcast, and also like you know, I think knows more, if not an equal amount, about the the, the lore as me, I think. That was I a good would sentence. say an equal amount, mostly because um, I haven't really spent a lot of time, like, actually looking up fan theories. I've just watched the videos, like, a million times. Well, all right, that's, that's fair. Um... Okay, so today we're talking about Cherry. Yes. So Cherry is the eighth girl. Um, she Her music video is called Love Cherry Motion. Um, her animal is the fruit bat. Her color is purple. Um, her superpower is dimensional travel. And her fruit is obviously the cherry. Um, so yeah, um, I love Cherry, and this was also, I think, the second Luna video I ever watched, because um, mm. I watched Heart Attack first, and then was like, ooh, this one also looks aesthetically pleasing. It's a wonderful aesthetic video. It's so good. Um. So... If you couldn't tell from me listing, like, a million things about her, Cherry kind of has, like, an interesting place in the Luniverse because she can do this, like, dimensional travel thing and because she has both a superpower and a fruit. (laughs) (laughs) And she's, like, connected to Luna one-third in ways that we haven't figured out yet, I think. (laughs) Right. She kind of has a location associated. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah. Which is the, where, what is it? The island of Jeju? Yeah. I can't remember exactly. It says it in the epi- in the um, video description for Love Cherry Motion, where it was filmed. Um, it's a super pretty island. Um, yeah. To get that, get that summer, summery feel. But, mm-hmm. um, but summer also, unit. yeah. Hot girl so. summer baby. <laughs> so should we go through the video a little bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wrote down all my notes in the exact order that things happen in the video, and they're very sort of stream of consciousness, I would say. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure what the best way it would be to to get through them. Um, so do you want to, like, summarize what happens in the video, and I will jump in with things that I noticed? Okay. So this is coming... Straight out of Sweet Crazy Love, um, like all of the um, Odd Eye Circle videos. Um, And Cherry, like, goes to the beach. Mm -hmm. Um, And then goes up to this little house where Mm -hmm. Hasul and Yojin are hanging out. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's pretty clearly, like, Earth. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Then she signals... Uh, Well, um, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Okay, 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 I mean, okay. We we say it's pretty clearly Earth. It could be it could be not Earth. We don't we don't know. I mean, I think it's Earth because like the Earth girls are there. Right, but like where's Yojin ever? <laughs> That's true. I guess Yojin like, isn't necessarily an Earth girl. Where like where, where is Yojin like at any given point in time? The basement. Yojin's like <laughs> mm, Cause like it's just it's the fact that it's just Hasul and Yojin mean and Cherry means that it could be wherever. <laughs> okay, I think it's Earth. Cool. That's just it's just like that's that's my theory at least. What do you think, Nora? Um. Well, I was assuming it was Earth this whole time, but I think Hannah's like opened up a whole new world of possibilities to me right now. <laughs> I've spent, like, the past, like, two minutes while you guys were talking trying to decipher, like, whether or not Hasa can, like, go to different dimensions. I just, like, I think that, again, if we're keeping with the fact that Hasul definitely locked Yojin in um, a pocket dimension at some point in time. What's to say that she can't, like, go back and forth in there, right? Like, she can't visit Yojin sometimes in her forest prison. Right. That's fair. But why would Cherry be there? I don't know. I think... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think it makes sense that it's Earth if we connect this to Sweet Crazy Love because, like... I don't know why all of the uh, Odd Eye Circle girls would be realizing their powers, like, in the pocket dimension. Right. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I just want to um, put out there that it could it could be anywhere. Yes. But probably Earth. Like, 80-20, it's Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I um, just think there's nothing that disproves that it's Earth. So let's 
go with the assumption that it's Earth, right? Right, right. Yes. Okay. Very fair. <laughs> so, Cherry comes up and sort of, and then signals them with a mirror by, like, shining a light into Hessel's eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is then, rude. <laughs> it is rude. Also, to just want to point out that Hasul is wearing blue and Yojin is wearing red. Mm-hmm. Um, that is really which, interesting, honestly. Yeah, I no, I was, I was like thinking about that, and I couldn't put it together in any meaningful way. But like, I'm like, are they like proxy Odd Eye Circle members? Like, what's up? It's a great. Okay, movie. wait, I have a theory about this okay. oh, <laughs> that I just t- came do up tell. with. Do tell. Do <laughs> tell. Okay. So what if it's not Earth and it is a pocket dimension and uh-huh. Kim Lip and Jin Sol are playing Hasul and Yajin in an effort to <laughs> like... trick Cherry? I haven't figured out why they would do that, but... Um, okay. What if it's like an Inception where they can change faces and this is all a dream... Oh, so they're, they're both trying Tom to, Hardy. Like, incept- they're both actually yes, Tom Hardy. Yeah, they're both Tom Hardy. And then cool. they're trying to, like, incept Cherry. Wait, I have the right. other... Uh, maybe Wait, this the theory, other like... Hmm, okay. <laughs> maybe this is maybe this is Hasul and Yojin, but Cherry is seeing them as the other Odd Eye Circle members. Like... Like, to, to make them... To make... To, like, Hasul is trying to make Cherry trust them. Um... Because, like, she thinks that they're the other Odd Eye Circle members. So, like, the crux of this theory is that Hasu is, like, inherently untrustworthy. Well, yes, no, that's, um, the foundation of this whole podcast is that Hasu is evil. Yeah. Hasu, parentheses, Hasu. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can come back to this point, but I just think it's interesting. My important point is that I really want cher- the shirt that Cherry changes into. Yeah. Yeah. Which is um, her girlfriend outfit, right? Her what? Her girlfriend outfit. Isn't that what she wears in girlfriend? No. Oh, no, no. I don't think so. I don't know why I wrote that down. That's wrong. I mean, it's, I think, I think that, I, I don't think that that's not, it's not super off the mark, like. It's definitely mm-hmm. that style of clothes, and I think it, right. it it can definitely represent moving into that era. Like, yeah, people don't they don't have to wear the exact outfits sometimes to evoke like the feeling of the outfits. If that makes sense. No, definitely. I just for whatever reason, um, I had like a different thought, and it was wrong. Don't worry about it. She, I think she wears her girlfriend outfit later in the video. She does. They have the denim outfits on later. Yes. In the mid, in like the middle, uh, the middle uh, dubstep dimension. This is oh, yes. that's reminding me of high high, because there's a part where they wear denim outfits and high high too. Um, uh huh. Maybe that's at the same time. I don't know. So denim okay. is like a major theme of the universe. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. All I know, denim is a major theme of everybody wanted them to wear denim outfits for a high high stage, and they never did. <laughs> um. I think that's, like, a sign that we're, like, living in the wrong timeline, because if it was the right timeline, we would have had a girlfriend denim... No, wait, not girlfriend. High, high denim outfit mm-hmm. stage. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So true. Okay. Anyway, so, I also wrote down that Cherry's shirt has a rainbow on it because she supports gay rights. Yes. Yes. Obviously. <laughs> so then they all jump in the pool, um, mm-hmm. have some fun. Um, which apparently, like, I mean, you'll watch the Luna TV later, but like, it's like it was a super cold and gross day. Oh no! <laughs> and with they fixed this with editing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it looked okay. like they were having such a good time. They did such a good job acting. I know. They're so talented. They're so talented. <laughs> um, yeah. So, all right. So, I think the next thing that really happens is that Cherry notices a piece of cake that's been left. Um, well, did we talk about oh. how she's holding the moon? Did we, okay. did we talk, talk about... Talk, talk about that. I just want to talk about how she has the moon. <laughs> just the literal moon. Mm-hmm. What, what time code is that exactly? Um, let me. Oh, I see. Pull that there it is. Up. She does have the moon. Yeah, it's just the moon. Wow, it's, it's just it's just straight up the moon. There's like a whole photo shoot that they all did later, like holding something similar to that. So I wonder yeah. what that means. What's the what's the time code on that? One fourteen. One fourteen. Yeah, yeah. No, she just straight up has the moon. Mm-hmm. Um. Because, like, at first I wasn't sure. At first I thought it was just, like, a glowing ball. But no, it's, like, it is definitely the moon. Like, it's got it's got all of the, the peaks and valleys and shadows and shapes of the moon. It's really um, blinking, you'll miss it. I mean... Yeah. Well, it I comes like, up a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does come up a few times, and it's also in the teasers, which are not important. Mm-hmm. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> Stop dunking on Alex. Um, what I thought was that it was just like a salt lamp that was supposed to look like the moon. I never uh-huh. assumed that it was meant to represent the literal moon. So assume nothing. That could be the moon. It could be the moon. You're right. Right. Okay. Also, if we're going along with my other theory that Eden is on the literal Earth moon. Um, then, like, is this, like, Cherry, I don't Cherry know. Cherry is God. Know. Cherry. New theory, Cherry is God. <laughs> Cherry is God or Cherry is Atlas? Holds oh. the moon. You, you <laughs> say, you gave me that ooh reaction as if that's a, a normal, like, and plausible theory and I didn't just say some bullshit. Is it not? <laughs> Plausible in the Luniverse? Like, I don't know. All things are possible she, through Why Cherry. is she holding the moon? <laughs> That's true. Well, I mean, the whole, the goal of, like, Odd Eye Circle is for them to unite their moons. Right. So I guess she's, like, she's holding the moon in preparation. Like, that's her moon and she's holding it in preparation she's to, like, put it like, up in the sky to, like, yeah. She's envisioning mm-hmm. the future she wants to see. Which yeah. is it's when they all unite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It is the secret. Right. So, yes. She sees this piece of cake. Um, Wait, did we talk about Jenga? We can talk about Jenga. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's anything. It just reminded me also of, like, um, later in High High, the, like, big uh, diving tower. Oh, true. When they, like, uh, put oh, all the different girls... When they put all the different girls on, like, the different levels... 
That That's doesn't all. really happen in High High, but <laughs> well, okay, no, but like it does, like that the the um fucking uh the album cover, right? But also like it's you know visually, yeah. I mean, towers definitely make me think of like the diving board that they put Olivia High on. Yeah, like that could be an interesting connection. Like towers mm-hmm. and falling are sort of a Marvel Y Y by Y type theme, which is yeah. interesting. Yeah, but Cherry I mean, is connected to Y Y Y Y. Yeah, especially yeah, to Eve. Sure. It's like that's where wow. Eve drops the fruit too, is off that big tower. Oh, that's also, true. Um, I don't know if you guys like know about tarot, but the tower oh, tarot is cards. also like a, a yeah, oh, true. a card. Ooh, I don't know what it yeah. means, but it probably means something. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a good. We should start. We should start looking for tarot. Like I'm not being. I'm yeah. not. I'm not being sarcastic. We should. Yeah. No, I mean, that's I'm true. sure there. I'm sure there is an inter, inter, interpretation to be made. There's also, uh-huh. um, the moon is also a card in tarot. Um, yeah. Wells, that's like symbolically appropriate. Yeah. God, I'm just like I'm looking at this screenshot of like the three of them sitting there and like. Yojin and Hisul being, like, the blue and the red and, like, the three of them, like, sitting with the moon. And I'm just like, that has to be something. Like, that, like, it is not coincidence that, like, they got put in those outfits. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super not a coincidence. Also, I think my Inception theory still tracks because right. <laughs> there's a lot of, like, jumping into water and falling and things, which also happens in Inception. Mm-hmm. So... You can well, clearly also, see like, that they are going deeper. Yeah. Well, and also, like, with the ocean, the other time that, like, they sing about the oceans is, like, the oceans of mind in Lunatic. Like, it's, like, talking about dreams, right? Mm-hmm. 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 Dreams are definitely a big thing. Right. Like, maybe it's not, maybe she's, maybe it's not a literal space that she's in with Hasul and Yojin. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just like, but like, why are, yeah, I'm just so curious, like, why did each of them get put into the, like, why is Yojin time and Hasua's space? Interesting. 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 I don't have good answers for you, but I like what you're Uh huh. Okay, we should keep moving. Can we talk about the cake? <laughs> yeah, yes. we can finally fucking talk about the cake. So, th- this is a cake that was put here by Jin Soul in one of the teasers. Not for this, but for Girlfriend, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the Odd Eye Circle unit Odd teaser. Eye Circle. Right, right. So, that's important context for where the the cake, like, came from. Mm-hmm. I think definitely as part of, like, Odd Eye Circle's, um, like, quest to unite all the girls. Um, like... You know, that was possibly Jin Sol coming back after everybody had already been united, like, coming back in space and time, like, with the mm-hmm. help of the other two to, like, have it so that they they do unite, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Par- Paradox-wise, sort of. Yeah. Um, because, you know. I mean, Jin Sol could have also just teleported there. Um, right. But, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Doesn't so then, Jinso mm-hmm. like somehow have you know 
foreknowledge of the future. Is that not like a consistent theme in like Jin Sol's character arc? I mean, or am I, I just he, making this up right now? I I I think I, I don't know that she has foreknowledge of the future by herself. Mm-hmm. I think what it is is that Adai Circle like manipulates events so that they all meet up with each other, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, with their powers united, can go and set off all these chains of events, which they already know about because they've lived through them or future versions of themselves have, like, told them about it. Like, I don't think she's, like, a precog. I think it's just that she has a friend who can time travel. <laughs> right. I also, like, I want to... And, like, this is... um a thing that I was thinking about when I was making the timeline mark too was that like um, the like the fact that Jinsel and Olivia were talking and like in egoist like cherries were a part of that and like I'm wondering whether like the cherries actually came from Olivia instead of like from a past version of Jinsoul. Um, mm. Just because, like, it's... They're... There's it's cans like, of cherries in Ecoist. Right, yeah. And, like, specifically, there's cans of cherries that, like, Jinsoul has. Or, like, that Jinsoul has access to. And, like... It's, like... Because, like, the cherry is... It's, like, it's adjacent to the apple, but it's not quite the apple, right? Like, it's... Yeah. I don't know. Like, it, it's almost like a corrupted version of the apple. Um, mm. I don't know. But, like, I think, yeah. like... I'm wondering... Like, it's it's another possibility that it's not just, like, on eye circle, like, orchestrating things, but just, like, it's the knowledge of that fruit coming from a different source, which is, like, Jinsoul's in with Olivia. Hmm. Interesting. Which, which you get, like, they're communicating within, um, Sweet Crazy Love directly before this. Interesting. Okay. So, Cherry takes a bite, or eats the cherry, and then, like, the coolest drop happens. Mm-hmm. She ends up in dubstep space. Um, yes. So, I mean, I think what that represents is, like, kind of her dreams, right? And also kind of her, like, God-tearing type thing, sort of. I mean, like, like her starting to express her powers just like the other two Odd-Eye Circle girls did in the two previous videos. Right. Um... I mean, my my interpretation of, like, the purple place was that mm-hmm. it is Cherry's dream world. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. other people's interpretation of it, but that's, like, something that I, I guess, came up with or, like, thought of. Um, my, like, impression of it is that it's, like, a place she has to go to, like, travel between dimensions, kind of like mm-hmm. how in Scott Pilgrim... Uh, Ramona can like yes like mm-hmm. basically go to other places by like going into the like, I think I mean, we've talked about that before the, yeah. it is called subspace which yeah. is okay like, <laughs> no, yeah, we've ta- are, like god why did we talk about that we've talked about that but I can't remember 
I think we talked about it with Yojin. Like, that's where Yojin is. Yeah, and, um, you, like, and that's also where, um, we haven't gotten to the video yet, but that's where, like, Chu is at the end of Heart Attack. Right, like, is in bla- Subspace. Bla- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. She, she wakes up, I think, yeah, she def- she wakes up, like, in, like, the middle world. Um, yeah. Like, which, you know, I I forget which video description that's from, but I think they talk about it as, like, a Middle Earth, which is very funny to me. Yeah. Um, but she's in, like, this sort of, like, middle dimension that Odd Eye Circle can access. Mm-hmm. Um, it, she, like, wakes up on this bed and, like, specifically, like, there's, like, nothing there except for, like, a clock on the wall, um, which I thought was interesting. Like, I'm wondering if it was, like, meant to be, like both like like in in jumping dimensions like implied to be like both like a jump in time and space um i like that yeah just because like why else would they bring such a like emphasis to on like the time aspect um oh oh, i want to say one last thing about like that sort of transition yeah which is that you see her upside down you see her animal which is the fruit bat upside down obviously um because that's what bats do um, and then when she, like, wakes up, the shot is upside down. Um, like, being upside down is a big, like, cherry theme. And when things are upside down, like, it's usually because it has to do with her. Um, and we see this in a couple, like, later videos. Um, okay, but what if her circle has been upside down this whole time? Did you see that tweet, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that um, tweet... It's great. It's so good. Um, yeah, I also, like, thought the the place that she's in almost looks like the Love and Live school a little bit. Like, the blue windows um, and, like, the, just, like, the whole, the whole thing. Like, it looked like an abandoned version of that school. But I'm, I'm like, definitely reaching there. Ooh, no, that's, I like, guess. exactly what I wrote in my notes. Not about okay, the cool. Love and Live school, but, like, that the sort of the middle earth or like the odd eye dimension is basically a post-apocalyptic or like abandoned version of the regular earth like luna one-thirds earth yeah well just because like the yeah like the the windows and like the cut like it looks like a it looks like a school um just based on like the, the like the blocky concreteness but like the blue windows are exactly like the color of like the 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 school they're in for love and live um and that might be a total coincidence but i choose to believe it is not wherever she is she's like it's definitely like a you're not in kansas anymore moment Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. this song is so good yeah it's so good okay so she's kind of looking around the room and then um, somebody signals her with a mirror from outside. Um, that person looks blonde to me. Yes, me too. What do you think, Nara? Because I think you had a different idea of who it was. I was inclined to think it's Jinsoul, because Jinsoul has been manipulating okay. Cherry's whole like journey so far. Um, but it could be Kim Lip. 
or I guess it could be go on. It could be. I'm go like on. A grasping a for straws now. <laughs> well, there's only three blonde people in the world, so. Yeah. Right. No, but I mean, there could be future blondes in Luna that we are not aware of now. Mm-hmm. I kind of doubt it, but. I mean, I guess people could dye their hair blonde. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. <laughs> like, oh, I just know, I just know, I just, I just know you've talked about like future members, and I don't think that there's going to be more members to like this. I group. mean, okay, I don't think there are going to be more members to this group as of now, but um, I guess we can talk about this in the management conspiracy section of this episode or bonus mm-hmm. content or whatever. Um, there was a, I think, like Instagram post. From, I don't know if it was Jaden Jong or if it was just like from another like BBC employee or something, but okay. they kind of sort of uh, were like talking about the, the trainee process of the girls where they would have like they would split all of their trainees into groups. And we know that they had former trainees that didn't make it into Luna because one of them was on Produce 48. Um, but yeah, they kind of talked about how. Uh, they would split up all of the trainees into teams and then through the training, it's like they would kind of like take the the most successful ones of each team who would then like sort of compete for a spot in Luna. And I guess the implication was that there was like, you know, supposedly infinite members of Luna, uh-huh. just not yeah. now. I think, yeah, I think that they might, maybe they'll do like a second group or something. I don't know. But, like, who knows? If I mean, if they, like, have money, I don't know. Right. Uh, well, they definitely have money. <laughs> we, we can talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think I think we, it's pretty safe to say it's probably another member of Vade Circle signaling her. Right. Yeah. That seems right. As safe as anything is to say. Yeah. Like, don't get into, don't debate me for five minutes about this. <laughs> right. Um, so then she goes outside um and kind of ends up in this big field area um which looks a lot like the place where they shot the beginning of signal by twice (laughs) um (laughs) um but she finds all these mirrors laid out in a pattern um which is a pattern we see at least one other time i think two other times in girlfriend and and uh and lunatic, I believe. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's I, at least I believe there's 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 twelve. Uh, yeah, there's twelve of these little um, mirrors, mm-hmm. which I think, you know, yeah, twelve twelve of them, twelve Luna members. Um, oh, you know what? Actually, sorry, I'm looking at my notes. Can we jump back for just a second? Yeah, yeah. Um, because when she saw the person signaling her. Mm-hmm. Right, she was looking through a window, mm-hmm. um, which the the other time that we've seen that was when um, uh, Hasul looked through the plane window to see her bird self, who was also a blonde version of herself. So, like, Ooh. I don't think it's necessarily out of the question that like there's a blonde, blonde cherry. The- the blonde, yeah. blonde forbidden cherry. blonde cherry is like out there 
Um, I could kind of like, see that. Right, because, like, it's only ever been herself signaling her, right? Like, that's the only person we've seen signaling her with mirrors. And, like, it's d- a deliberate shot of her looking through the windows. And, like, windows are always very deliberately used, I feel like. Um, Interesting. But, yeah, yeah I mean, so I just want to put yeah. that out there as a possibility. If she has blonde hair, like, next comeback, I'll, like, scream. Yeah. <laughs> the forbidden blonde cherry. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is so epic. I love it when girls are blonde, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, all the other members of Odd Eye Circle have gotten to be blonde, so. It's true. Um, and now Kim Lip is blonde. no longer blonde, so the balance is off. Right. I mean, yeah, and Cherry's hair is purple. Or it's kind of pinkish now. Yeah. It was blonde somewhere in that process, for sure. Yeah. Right, they had to bleach it. Probably. Uh-huh. Yeah. Blonde Cherry right. is stuck in limbo. Yeah. <laughs> God, consider also, like, if this is, like, Cherry's bat self, like, short hair blonde Cherry, like, hello? Oh my god. Hi. <laughs> Um, okay. She so looks she, so cute. She Cherry cute. is Batwoman. Ooh. I love this. Okay. Um, so she sort of, like, wanders between these mirrors until she finds one. Um, and then there's an extremely cool shot, um, of her, her sort of sitting by the mirror, and you see her reflection. But mm-hmm. then her reflection moves without her, um... And her reflection is upside down because the mirror is on the ground and the reflection drops a cherry up to her through the mirror, which, like, mm-hmm. is sick as hell. Yeah, it's good. Um, I still remember Han, like, when we recorded the first episode and, like, Heejin was moving differently in the mirror um, uh-huh. than, like, you know, in not not mirror. <laughs> yeah. What, what did we call this? Like, real life? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And you were like, oh, is, are mirrors important? And I was like, yep. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be young and foolish again. Uh-huh. Um, but yes. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, I kind of think that's her, like, other side of the Mobius strip self. Mm-hmm. Giving her the cherry. Right? Right. I mean... Isn't it also possible that each mirror is a different dimension and then therefore each dimension has different cherry? It could also be her at a different point in time. Like, it could be a stable time loop. That's true. Because, like, I don't know if every... Because, like, I don't know if every dimension has a different girl. Because that would be, like... but Like, I thought it was just, like the universe has two of each girl on the Mobius strip, but there are, like, infinite dimensions that they could inhabit. That was kind of my understanding. Um, but, um, like, but also, like, we've only, like, we've, like, there's only, like, three dimensions that are, like, established, and there's, right. like, 12 mirrors there, so, like, there could be, like, more dimensions, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
which have more girls in them. I don't know. Right, right. Um, also, if we presume that um, the cherry from the mirror is like a different version of her, um, I guess we can like talk about what alternate dimension cherry's intentions are. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is necessarily like supported by the music video or like fits into the lore at all, but like I always, <laughs> I mean, like the concept that I always kind of extrapolated from this and thought was cool is that like Cherry, aka Yerim, is like a regular girl who is nice and good, and then Cherry is like a different entity altogether who is not very good and kind of evil. Mm. So you're going for sort of like a sexy, self-obsessed Yeah. Of... <laughs> yeah? You, you know I had to do it to him. <laughs> yeah? Really? I, I, mean, I mean, I've said this in every, I've said something like that in every single episode, I think, so. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's that... a reason why we like Luna so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The other I mean, thing, I, yeah. No, I mean, I think ahead. it's probably most likely that it's her, like, alter, uh, other side of the Mobius strip self slash bat self, the way that Hessel's bird self, you know, is mm. her bird self. Right. <laughs> but isn't it For possible Sona. that Hessel's bird self is also not just, like, herself? Because um, according to Han's timeline... <laughs> there's like a there's like a rift between whether Hassel kills her bird self or doesn't. So yes, is it possible that the bird self was actually the good Hassel and regular Hassel is the, actually the evil Hassel? And then, oh, absolutely, yes. yes. Well, about this for sure. Yeah, but my point is that if they're completely different people, then they're doing completely different actions. So it's not just that. Bird Hustle's actions will have been subsumed into regular Hustle right. in the case that she was yeah. killed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also want to explore the the possibility that, like, the reflection in... Because, like, the action of, like, dropping the cherry, like, feels very much like something that Eve would do. Um, mm, like, yeah. visually... Um, and so, like, I don't know if that's, that fits, but I don't know. It could be, like, someone else is the reflection, but it looks like her, but someone else is doing the dropping. I love that. Everyone is Tom Hardy, basically, except for Cherry. Right. (laughs) Well, like, because, like, it could be her reflecting, but, like, someone else is on the other side of the... Yeah, yeah. ...pool. That's true. Um, I guess we should talk about also, though, that, like, during this section, it becomes super clear that Jin Sol and Kamlip are, like, in the dancing section um, Uh with Cherry, so, like... Another interpretation of this is that it is Cherry from just a different time. Yeah. But also in a different dimension. Like, this is future right. Cherry, having been transported there by Adai Circle. Again, right. to, like, bring all the girls together. And, like, yeah. maybe they knew that, like, you know, the only person who Cherry would 
Well, no, I mean, she just ate a random cherry off the bed earlier, but, like... <laughs> I mean, no better way... Right. <laughs> there's no better way to, like, indoctrinate somebody into your magical bullshit by having them feed themselves a cherry. Yeah. Right, like, I feel like the, mo- the, most, li- the most likely answer is that it's a, ch- a future cherry. Also, yeah. if anything, this is kind of a trust no one, not even yourself moment, because, <laughs> like... <laughs> Cherry's reaction to having a cherry be dropped to her through a mirror by herself is very, like, you know, she seems very unsettled by it. So, like, I don't think it's, like, you know, the likeliest option is that you'll trust yourself, right? Mm-hmm. I do think that it, it it's important, though, that at this moment, like, they change into the denim outfits while they're dancing. Which I think implies that it's happening at the same time as girlfriend slash high high, like during the 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 uniting phase, if that makes sense. Yeah, I also want to point out that at this point, there's a shot. There's like this one split second shot, and this I think I think we're getting a glimpse of the bat self, specifically because Cherry's wearing these like dangly diamond earrings that look Mm -hmm. like the diamonds from the ice field. Um, And I'm and like it's this very like split second sinister shot of her um just like looking at the camera wearing these big diamond like dangle dangly diamond earrings and they're just like raw diamonds um yeah so that's a great connection fucking i think like the bat self is real for sure (laughs) yeah the bat self is definitely real okay so she Goes to her dream world. Okay, it's it's kind of hard to like tell exactly what's happening when, mm-hmm. but she ends up in a place that is. At one point, she's in her dream world, or in the a dream world. Dub the dubstep dimension. Yes, and Jinsoo um, and Kim Lip are also there. Well, yes, but also there's another point where she's like just in the dream world by herself, and the tree is poking at oh, the yeah. top and she's yeah. looking in the mirror mm-hmm. um and she ends up in this place that is upside down and purple <laughs> i don't know how yeah. else to explain that I i've think... heard it referred to as like the odd eye circle to like it's their dimension i mean i thought that that was the dimension she was in before though i, don't I know, just wrote then. the upside down question mark i've never seen stranger <laughs> things I was gonna say, because, like, it's the, the big purple, like, the purple reflection of, because, like, because, like, part of the, part of it is that, like, in the, in the green field with the mirrors, there are 12 mirrors, mm-hmm. and in the purple field with the mirrors, there are 11 mirrors. Um, is that true? Yes. I need to look at this. Not that I don't believe you, but I just want <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. Because if you, if you fucking count them, there's one less... <laughs> In the purple field. Um, and my theory is that, like, that is that, like, the purple one, or, like, the green one is, like, the the green dimension that she's in in the middle of the video mm-hmm. is, like, maybe, like, an interstitial dimension or, like, a middle earth or whatever and then like mm-hmm. the purple one is like like each of the 12 ones represent like one of those girls dimensions and like the purple one is her dimension interesting 
So it's like, is it an extension of her dream world? I don't know. Like, it might be. Because there is also that part where she is in the dream world, which is basically the dubstep dimension. And she's, like, looking through a mirror, and there's the tree, the upside-down tree. And then the implication is, you know, she goes through the mirror, and she ends up in, like, the the purplified, like, version of the Middle Earth. Yeah. I had another idea, which is probably, like, completely off the wall. Um, Uh what if the first transportation when she eats the first cherry is only a transportation in time? Um, I mean, maybe it's it's in time and space, but she doesn't go to a different dimension. Okay. Yeah. Because it's like Jin Sol and, um, and, uh, Kim Lip have, like, transported her, because, like, they're together, like, they've transported her some other time and place, because that's what they can do. But she has to meet herself in the field to sort of, like, fully come into her own dimension-hopping powers and and go into the purple dimension, which is a different dimension as opposed to a different time and place. Right. No, that does make sense. That, Um, yeah, that totally tracks. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. Um, yeah. Because, like, also the shot where we can see the, like, 11 mirrors in the like the purple version of the field mm-hmm. like she's woken up in place mm-hmm. of one of the mirrors exactly um, so like i'm wanting if like that like she's woken up in place of the mirror that would take her back to her dream dimension mm-hmm. that she just came through mm-hmm. okay well, I guess we haven't gotten to this yet, but at the end of the video, um, mm-hmm. well, we're basically at the end of the video, but yeah, no, we um, and Kim Lip are also there in like the purple dimension, mm-hmm. presumably, it's or it's like unclear. It's like yeah, it has green grass, but it has like purple water, but we never see Cherry go back from the purple dimension. Mm. So. I mean. Maybe like she's figured like she smiles to herself at the end right. there, and mm-hmm. she sees the three moons and she knows like like those they two other moons like those two other moons like represent like we have to like do girlfriend and actually unite ourselves, mm-hmm. um, and then like because she's like done this first dimension hop, she now understands how to dimension hop and can get back easily. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and meet up with the two of them at a different point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, that kind of makes sense. Right. Yeah, it's like... Because, like, the three moons at the end that she sees are, like, representative of, like, okay, they did it, now they can, like, do their thing. Yeah. Like, they like all their moons are, like, in the sky. I guess, like, they've all realized their powers, now they can combine their powers. They all ascended. Yes, they're all god tier. They're all god tier now. I also have <laughs> a note about the moons. Uh, yes. Which is that Jinso's moon is closer and Kim Lips is farther away. Whatever that okay. means. That's interesting. I mean, maybe it's just mm-hmm. like in like in order of t- like which when the videos came out. I don't know. 
That's probably it. But I, I mean, say, I'm just giving you yeah. clues that you can use for later purposes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because I was gonna say because Kim Lips is also very small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it small or is it just far away? I don't know. Is it small or is it just far away? Unclear. Mm-hmm. Well, we've already talked for literally an hour. Yep. <laughs> um. So that's that on Cherry. Yeah, I mean, this is, I love this video so much. Like, I think this is the first one that really, like, lets you know there's some shit going down. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, or, like, not not in, not in chronological order, but, like, this was the first one that I watched, and I was like, oh, like, there's clearly some kind of story behind this universe. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the dress that she is wearing in the dancing segments is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. All right. All right. So we didn't, I didn't watch Lunar TV. Mm-hmm. Um, We're going to do I'm, that next time. So, yeah. So I'm just going to watch this bit next time because um, we this had to so cover, dizzy. we had to yeah. cover a lot. Um, but yeah. So it's time for Who's Your Bias? Um <laughs> And my bias this week is still Heejin. Um, <laughs> I didn't get to see her this week, but she, I'm sure she's still doing a great job. Um, I know she's doing a great job wherever she is. She's in LA right now. She is, and so am I, but for like one more day. Um, yeah. All right, Alex, who's your bias? I think still would be a high. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, Nora, who's your bias? Um, mine is also Heejin, but also Jinso. Yeah. Big agree, God. <laughs> um, they've been having good conversations in our group chat about this. Yeah, the group chat is also called All Lunas Are Queens, which is true. Yes. Yeah. That's just fact. That's a fact oh. about the Luniverse. If she dimension hops, she a thought. <laughs> <laughs> All of us are queens, man. <laughs> and with that, I think I think it's I think it's time to wrap up this portion, um, <laughs> this episode, if you will. Um, and so I've been Han. You can find me on Twitter at Mercutio's. Um, you can find the show at Luniverse Pod, um, and. And I'm Alex. You can find me on Twitter at Kismet Nemesis. Um, I'm Nora. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm Nora. You can find me on Twitter at Beloved Mutual. Which you are. Yes. Yes. What a wonderful. <laughs> it was a psyop to get people to tell me they love me. That's wonderful. All right. And um, bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>
Hi, hi, everyone, and welcome to a special bonus episode of Across the Lunarverse. I'm your co-host, Han. I'm Alex. And we um, still have Nora. <laughs> yeah, hi, I'm still here. <laughs> um, yeah. This time I'm here and- to talk about the conspiracy theory behind Luna's management, which there's a lot of. Mm-hmm. Which we're very excited about, and because the episode about Cherry turned out to be about an hour, um, we didn't want to turn it into an episode that lasted two hours, and so we're making this a little little bonus episode for your ears, um, and I'm very excited to learn about this conspiracy, because I don't know anything about it, truly. I'm also excited to be the one who doesn't know anything. Not that you don't know anything, Hannah, but you know. <laughs> the me versus the explainer. I don't know fuck shit. <laughs> if you know shit, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I'm just anyway. that comic where it's like, a t-shirt says no fear, and then it's like knowing things, and it's one fear. <laughs> Alright, so please, please give us this like, real life universe. Yeah, um, <laughs> the the, uh, the universe, I guess. The universe, the real universe, <laughs> the one that Hejin didn't create from with her hands. Um, we don't know that, as far as we know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if Hejin made it, it would be better. God, oh my so god, you're so right. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I will try to keep this brief, mostly because. I also don't know what the fuck is going on, but also because, um, yeah, I mean, it's a bonus episode. It doesn't need to be two hours long. No, God, Um, no. All right. Okay. So the story begins in 2015, which is um, when this entertainment company called Polaris Entertainment um, basically has a lot of problems going on because their CEO was arrested under suspicion of fraud and also because he was involved in a kind of like sexual harassment slash blackmailing scandal what? with an oh. actress who worked there where this is really complicated and not really relevant to Luna, but that happened. Um, anyway... So then, mm. basically, the, like, harassment and blackmail scandal kind of didn't end up doing anything except for, like, tipping off the police that this guy was basically defrauding the government because uh, Polaris Entertainment is actually a subsidiary of a company called the Ilkwang Group. And the Ilkhan group makes military simulations, which they sell to the government. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Any questions? Um, what does this have? No, I no, I no questions so far. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> um, this has nothing to do with Luna. It's just backstory. Um. So anyway, something mysterious happens between 2015 and 2016, and during which they hire this guy called Jaden Jong, who I don't at Polaris. Really... Yes, basically at Polaris. Um, and then they set up a subsidiary of Polaris, which is Blockberry Entertainment. So okay, yeah. 
things get kind of complicated here because it's really hard to find out who actually works there and what's going on. Uh, at this Aren't point, there, like fifteen people. <laughs> yeah, they do have like fifteen to twenty employees. Um, <laughs> Does that include? I don't know the if that includes or... the girls. I'm not sure. Because like, if it the includes girls. the girls, that leaves them with like eight people. Right. Um, I mean, presumably they are uh, outsourcing a lot of stuff. Like, I'm sure they don't necessarily have, uh, like, in-house stylists and other right. stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say, they have, like, a lot of, like, guest directors and, like, guest producers, it seems like. Yeah. Most K-pop music videos are not produced in-house, so that's mm. not necessarily uncommon in fact i think it would be more uncommon for them to be produced in-house completely um also the music isn't really made in-house which is probably a good thing (laughs) compared to some other Mm. companies (laughs) gotcha anyway so they hired this guy Jaden john who is the creative director of the Luniverse. he basically like invented this whole thing um I have no idea who this guy is or where he came from. I just want to see his notebooks. I right. definitely <laughs> want to see his notebooks. But yeah, so he's 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 in the mix now. Okay, they start this company called Blackberry Entertainment, which is a subsidiary of Polaris Entertainment, which is so a subsidiary is, like, of the government. Uh, they're funded by a company that sells stuff to the government okay all right that makes sense (laughs) but also not really and i'll get to that in a second okay okay so at this point polaris entertainment have a new ceo so that guy who got arrested for fraud is now removed and there's a new guy okay Right, very smart. Um, So in 2016, this guy does an interview where he talks about basically the concept of Luna, which is, you know, you know, they, this, this interview actually takes place in like 2017 or 2018, I think, but it, he kind of recaps stuff that's been happening since the formation of the, the Luna project, right? The most important thing to know here is that they got a 10 million won investment not a singular 10 million won investment, but they got 10 million won in investments from sponsors and basically other people who were kind of interested in the vision of Luna. And by the time they got to, I guess, the YY by Y production, they had pretty much spent all that money. Uh. Right? Um, but it's okay. That's not that big of a deal because in 2017, they got another huge investment. And by huge, I mean really, really huge. It's like a 1 billion won, like plus investment, basically, um, which hypothetically should cover their debts from 2016 all the way to this year, if that's what they used it for. I don't know what they oh used it for, though. And this is all the information that's publicly available, which is basically how much they're making in sales, how much they're making in net profit, which is nothing, um, and then how much they're getting in, in investments. Um, so basically, the sales numbers from 2016 to 2017 are increasing 
but at the same time they're spending a lot more money that they don't have which is why they their net profits are like very in debt basically um but they're staying afloat because they have all of this investment money that i have no idea where that came from just from people who understand that the luna that luna this from luna stands but like probably corporate corporate, really, corporate really, luna stands god I'm, I'm just trying to imagine what a corporate luna stand is like yeah i'm just imagining a man in a business suit doing all of the fan chants yeah <laughs> he responds to every email with fan cams like that's just his email signature <laughs> yeah that's such a funny concept they're like we're li- like like the, the the stock is down by three points, and he's like <laughs> wig anyway. <laughs> it's just the fucking. It's literally just fucking Baljeet from the Doofin Fairy K pop at you. <laughs> it's like gotta go, gotta go, like do. Yeah, gotta go, like, run the numbers and, like, you know, just, like, calculate all of the the data anyway, get around you to a million streams. (laughs) I mean, if around you had a million streams, maybe they wouldn't be in debt, but... Yeah. It it hit a million. Okay. Yeah, it did. (laughs) Right, because the Demon Perry AU is, like, two years old now. Oh, right. Which is crazy. It seems. I mean, it seems like it should be like a ten thousand year old modern like. Right, like it should be in cuneiform. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's like the the universality of like the truth that it speaks to me. <laughs> God, do we need to do an extra bonus episode on the Doofenshmirtz? We you? should. We should just read the whole thing and like analyze it and ask like, what happened to Belgian's flip flops? <laughs> God. <laughs> okay. Okay. Tell me the rest of the conspiracy. Is that the whole conspiracy? No, there's two years left. Oh, please. God. Okay, please, okay, please continue. Okay. So, in 2018, Luna debuts a full group, which, you know, we love that for them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, at this it. Right. At this point, um, the CEO of Polaris Entertainment does that interview where he talks about the $10 million, uh, not dollar, 10 million won investment, but um, for some reason doesn't mention the 1 billion won investment, so which has happened by then. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point, he kind of talks about what are the plans for Luna going forward, because what's happened so far is that Luna's gained a very sizable and very devoted international fan base but they're not very popular in korea and so at this point they're like we're gonna pivot from focusing on our international fan base and we're just going to like really cater to our korean audience and we want them to get like super big here and then we can move forward from that which is like basically a good idea because 
um, Korean fans are like much more devoted and have much more direct access to idols and you know that's like basically the support you need if you're going to make it as an idol group which you know most groups or like most you know k-pop entertainment companies like really don't make any money for like a long ass time uh because mm-hmm. you're really banking on you know using like let's say five years to like build your fan base and then you're gonna assume that after five years you're just gonna plateau and then you have to you know trust that the fan base that you've made in five years will continue to support you basically indefinitely so right also i want to yeah i want to jump in and say that 10 billion won is like about eight million dollars in u.s dollars just because wasn't it 10 10 million million? won are you sure because that's like 10 million won was the first investment and then 1 billion won is the second investment okay because 10 million won is only like eight thousand u.s dollars 10 that's not right I know, yeah. I've, been, I've been, like, also doing a converter in the background, like... Right, because, like, it's... Because, like, that's, like, nothing. Which is mm-hmm. why I assumed you meant billion. Because then I... Because I did the million conversion, and I was like, $8,000 is, like... Like, I have $8,000. <laughs> Start, Luna. <laughs> I know, like, like... Yeah, $8,000 is nothing. Um... Maybe it was, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was um ten thousand like dollars worth of one. Okay, even like it's ten thousand, but even like ten thousand to an an idol group is like nothing, for like that's, the production value on their videos, true. especially yeah. if they're flying them in filming internationally. Um, yeah. Huh. Okay, I have to do some on the spot googling. Okay. All right, that's the beauty of editing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, you're basically right about the conversion. I don't that like in that case, I don't know what the actual number is. Um, but it was not very much, or it was like. It seemed like it was a lot of money, and they did have a lot. Like you know, the production value was also pretty good. So like, oh I, right, yeah. Like I'm inclined to believe it was a lot more money than eight thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Uh... <laughs> they had right, a $10 like, investment. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, like, I could definitely see $8 million. Like, in terms of, like, a group with, like, a like a large... If you're talking about, like, a group with, like, a large investment that, like, okay. then over the course of, like, two years of, like, creating high-budget, like, videos and, like, mm-hmm. touring, like, spent $8 million, like, I could definitely see okay, that Okay, it's possible scale. that it was $10 million. Okay, that makes okay, sense. Okay, I could see that. I Which would then that. be about like ten billion won, a little over. Won. Yeah, because again, like ten billion won is like eight point two million, right? U.S. dollars. Okay, in that case, they got one like degree of magnitude bigger than that. Right. The next right. time. Mm-hmm. Not one degree. Of okay, it's three degrees of magnitude. They, they got a lot of money. Conspiracy theory is going to be foiled by our inability to do math. <laughs> they got a hundred dollars. They got 
Yeah. <laughs> they got a lot. They got enough money to feed Kim Lip for like three weeks. Yes. Yes. Um. I mean, regardless of what the actual number is, proportionately, it would mm-hmm. have covered the amount of debt they had in 2016 and 2017 and um, 2018 up through now, which they presumably should start making money, but they probably aren't because of reasons that I'll get into in a second. Okay. Okay. So at this point... Yeah, in 2018, they're starting to pivot and they want to focus on their Korean audience more than their international audience, which is, you know, the international audience is mostly fine with this. And then the, but then, you know, the tension kind of starts to begin later, more towards 2019. Um, So basically... At this point, I don't know when exactly this started happening, but BlockBerry Creative became very secretive and very restrictive with um, how much information they publicly share about Luna's schedules, which is very different than what most K-pop entertainment companies will do, because most K-pop entertainment companies will post, like, full schedules of where the, like, you know, idols are going to be, and, um do a lot of like events like you know fan signs and like put them on variety shows and all that stuff which is how they get fans um and um so at some point bbc kind of decided like fuck you we're not doing any of that don't know why um (laughs) basically they were like we're different like who cares we're gonna (laughs) we don't need to follow the rules or whatever um so obviously a lot of like Korean fans kind of started to pull their support away. Not necessarily that they like stopped liking the girls, but more of like, you know, fan sites would like go on hiatus or close. Yeah, it's kind of like they didn't really have any options. And if you basically mm-hmm. are Korean and you are a fan of idol groups and you have access to a lot of idol groups, but you have this group that you really like and you're not getting anything from them at all. It's like, that's clearly very frustrating. Um, Yeah, so then, like, basically 2019 kind of marks the year of, like, BBC doing everything the wrong way. And it's, like, really confusing because it's, like, all of these are, like, very minor things that shouldn't be fuck-ups at all, and yet they are fuck-ups. So aside from... Mm-hmm. having very little promotions and not, you know, being as communicative with fans as they should be. Um, in 2019, right before they released Butterfly, a BBC switched from their old distributor to another distributor called Kakao M. Um, Kakao M is one of the two basically big, like, conglomerates that kind of run the like Korean media um, especially for music um, so you know you would assume that this is like a good move because they'd be able to get more albums out and stuff like that but what ended up happening is that like Kakao M kind of like shit the bed in a major way by basically not printing enough albums and then refusing to ship them for some reason and then canceling lots of people's orders of the album 
Oh, yikes. Yeah, so it's like, how did this happen? This seems like such a minor thing. Like, obviously, there were a lot of pre-orders, so they should have had an idea of how many people wanted the album, and yet they just didn't make them for some reason? Question mark, question mark. Yikes. Um, basically, around the same time, uh, they, you know... You know, obviously, anytime a K-pop group releases a new song, they'll go on music shows to promote it and stuff like that. Um, so Luna went on M Countdown to promote it, and basically, like M Countdown, kind of bungled a lot of stuff with them too. Yeah, this. and everybody was mm-hmm. like really confused because what the hell, right? Like Luna, what happened with that? I mean, I just didn't. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Or, um, I mean, didn't they like? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I don't really remember like super specifically. I just remember there being things that like even I saw as problems. Like, didn't they like? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know why I can't like remember. Uh, oh, they weren't posting the videos very. Yeah, fast, that so was one of was. the things basically. Um, another thing is I think they used like resources that they were supposed to use for Luna's stage for Eyes One, which is the group that Mnet basically runs. So it's like clear favoritism Mm -hmm. being like, well, we'll Mm -hmm. give shit to our group because we want them to succeed. But like, you know, fuck this other group. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Anyway, there was an article written about this on Netizen Buzz, which basically compared Luna's situation to BTS's situation in the early days, which is really interesting because um, I think BTS and Luna are very comparable in terms of career trajectory, except for the part where BBC does everything wrong. Um, Because the big Uh difference here is that Big Hit basically did everything right, and that's why BTS is successful. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, there was like sort of a period in time for BTS where they released a song called I Need You and a lot of the big companies were kind of sabotaging them. I don't know what the proof of okay. the sabotage is, but like, sure, I'll believe it. Like, there is a lot of corruption going on in like the K-pop world. So like, why not? Like, I wouldn't, you know, put it past them. Also, Mnet is kind of known for being very... um like blatantly rigged in a lot of ways so it's mm. it's pretty obvious like if you watch any of the like mnet shows which are like produce 101 or produce 48 or whatever it's like there's very clear evidence of like the final group essentially being rigged when ostensibly it should be voted on by the public so mm-hmm. yeah Anyway, they were threatened by Luna. <laughs> yeah. I'm just imagining that somehow that, of that, I forget what that comedian's name is, but like, I was threatened. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so anyway, jumping off the BTS connection, suddenly in like, mid-2019, which was, like, now only a couple of months ago, um, a lot of things started happening at basically the same time. So they're not necessarily connected, but the timing of everything was very suspicious. Okay. 
Um, first of all, half of Luna's discography got taken off Spotify for quote unquote licensing. Yeah, fuck issues, that. Whatever that means. Fucking hate um, it. All my playlists have been thrown off, and I hate it. Right. Um, we're so spoiled on the age of streaming, <laughs> but still. I have to go on YouTube like a fucking... Seriously, what is this, 2005? I just watched... I just recently started using Spotify, so I didn't really notice. But I definitely remember hand complaining. (laughs) Yeah. I, it's, I just, like, I was in, okay, so I was on a car trip with my partners, and, like, I went to just play the playlist that I have of every Luna song, um... And I was like, well, that's weird. Half of them are gone. What's up? Um, And so I was like, oh, well, maybe my phone's just, like, not loading them. Let me go on your phone. And then I went on it, and it was the same thing. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? Did someone take them down? Did someone edit their playlist to just be half the songs? And so I went to a different playlist, and it was gone, too. And I was like, fucking, I guess, let me perish (laughs) instead. If I can't listen to Vivid in the car... Fucking if I can't listen to Kiss later in the car. You'll die. <laughs> Guess I'll die. Yeah. So this is a very obvious, like, bungle that shouldn't have happened. Like, it shouldn't take that long to sort out a licensing issue that causes half of your artist's discography to be removed from Spotify. Uh, and yet it's been like a month and a half. So who knows? Um, at the same time, uh, Big Hit, which is the company that owns BTS, revealed that they had hired the previous creative director of SM Entertainment and that they were going to form a subsidiary through which they were going to debut a new girl group. This happened basically on the same day, okay? Um, so everybody's, like, starting to get really suspicious. Everybody's like, Big Hit is gonna buy Luna, like. Oh my I didn't believe this, but now I'm starting to get suspicious too. Um, there was um. another point where someone had uh, taken like a video or a screenshot of a TXT music video. TXT is also another big hit group, uh, newly debuted big hit group. Um, there's a part in the TXT music video where there's a barcode and then there's a plus, an X and a plus. And if you oh. scan that barcode, it takes you to a like sales page for Luna's XX album. What? Oh my god, what? So this like, you know, the the obvious answer is like someone editing this video was a Luna fan and like put it in as an Easter egg. But like the timing of it was so odd. Like wow. Right. That's, fucking, that's wild. Right. (laughs) Who just bought G-Friend? Oh, yeah, that was Big Hit. Yeah, exactly. So that happened recently where Big Hit um, basically merged with Source Music. So now G-Friend is technically considered a Big Hit group. Um, At this point, the speculation kind of reaches a dead end because um, there's been news reports of Big Hit... um, like buying out a different company, but the specific news reports say that they're buying out a company that has a top boy group and or a big boy group. Uh, It's unclear due to translation, 
but um, Luna clearly isn't that, so. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I mean by that, but I think they can do anything, including become a, t- a head boy group. <laughs> you're right. You're so right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So at this point, we have no idea what's going on, but everything is confusing and also everything is fucked up. So just um, exactly like the universe. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So um, is Luna like an imminent danger of perishing? No. Well, the assumed situation of Luna now is that they're essentially like a vanity project, which means that they are kind of like, as safe as possible without being, like, a big three group. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. good. The big three I don't being... Think... Uh, sorry. The big three yes. being SM, JYP, and Big Hit? Sorry. Well, and YG, but... And YG, I... right. Yeah. But they suck. Well, yeah, mean, well, YG why? sucks for other reasons, but yes. they do consistently make sales, which is, like, you know, what you need to be a big three group, I guess. Um, the thing with Big Hit is that, like, basically BTS are their main breadwinners at the moment, and they are going to have to enlist in the army soon. So that's probably why they've started making a lot of moves, because they need something to keep the company afloat while BTS are gone. I see, I see. That's... God, that's such so buck wild. <laughs> I'm like yeah. surprised by how much I, I know mean, about this. Because <laughs> like I've never like looked into this, but I'm just like, oh yeah, I've seen this. I've seen this stuff. You've just seen everything in tweets for sure. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I've I've watched some like YouTube videos being like here you know, conspiracy type things. I don't know. Mostly about mm-hmm. Blackpink because of my like love hate relationship with Blackpink, but whatever. Yeah, we all have a love-hate relationship with Blackpink. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's my conspiracy board. This is super interesting. Like, uh, uh, you know, sometimes you get so caught up in the Luniverse, you forget that, like, real life exists. Mm-hmm. And yeah. capitalism. Mm-hmm. I mean, but Luna's sort of come back a little bit, right? Like... As opposed um, to being on... I mean, at this point, like, it's really, like, their situation is really unclear. Like, obviously, I don't think they're in imminent danger of, like, disbanding tomorrow or anything. But it seems like there's a lot of difficulties behind the scenes, especially because of, like, the licensing stuff, the distribution stuff, uh, the being sabotaged by, like, huge conglomerate stuff. Um, at this point, uh, at the same time when everyone was speculating that Luna was going to be Big Hit's new girl group, um, Jaden Jong, like, kind of privated all of his social media. Oh my gosh. So, um, that doesn't look like the actions of someone who has nothing to hide. (laughs) Yeah. He He just wanted to make a horny account. (laughs) right um of course but yeah i mean i mean obviously what i'm basically worried about like i guess i guess you know i'm not 
too worried about Luna based on what you said, but, like, obviously I want more Luna. And I guess my impression of them coming back is just because they were at uh, the, the sporting thing and they were at, they're at KCON LA and, like, um, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I've seen more of the little, like, Luna kick videos, so it seems like they're kind of, like, out and about a little bit. Yeah. I think the KCON thing is a good sign. Mm-hmm. Um... I just think they should probably be having a lot more comebacks, which they are not. I know. There's probably a reason for that, especially Mm -hmm. if you compare them to other rookie groups who are fucking grinding nonstop, which, you know, sucks, but, like, you know, they have to eat, like... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, for a rookie group, they're kind of not really taking a lot of the opportunities that they could be taking, and I don't know if that's intentional by BBC or if they are kind of being uh, blocked from a lot of opportunities that they could have as a rookie group. Um, I think, like, one of the groups that I have in mind is The Boys, which is, like, a Cracker Entertainment group, and I think they're basically, like a subsidiary of, um, like, either, I mean, they are a subsidiary of Cacao, which is good for them, I guess. I don't know if they're a subsidiary of Mnet, but they do seem to have a lot of exclusive deals with Mnet because they've had a lot of their, like, um, reality shows and stuff like that, uh, on the Mnet channel. Um, and they basically have comebacks like every three months and like never stop working. So, and they're doing well, presumably. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> well, so like it's entirely reasonable that Mnet is like, we want our groups to succeed and like other groups can like eat shit. So, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for like taking us through this because it's fascinating. Mm hmm. Um, yeah it is it's wild but also i have to get out of the closet that i'm recording in <laughs> okay yeah um and th- thank you so Wonderful. much for for being a guest you're just like yeah you're so you're so great and and knowledgeable and also funny thank you i try Ooh. so hard <laughs> mm-hmm. we are all try hard mm-hmm. all right Alright, well, this has been our bonus episode. You can find the show over at Luniverse Pod, as always, and we hope you had a good time. Uh, Bye-bye! (laughs) Bye-bye!